The Chicago Bears have reportedly not made a decision yet on their coaching or QB positions. Meesey Dub and Bobby, we're going to talk about all that. First, we're going to talk about how much faith should we have in Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren as they go into this offseason with a lot of tough decisions ahead. We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. Joined by the squad, C-Dub, Bobby Hayes. We all in the building today for your Wednesday daily episode, and we're going to jump right in. So Schultz was talking about uh, the Chicago Bears, and apparently the Chicago Bears have still not made a decision on what to do with either the quarterback or the coaching position yet. I want to break that down with you guys. We're going to start off with the coaches. When you hear that, there has not been a decision made on the coaches yet. Do you think that they're still looking to see if they can pull a lot out of these last three games? Do you think, I mean, all this is kind of rumored. I'm not going to, I wouldn't expect the the, the uh, GM to come out and say, hey, yeah, by the way, we're firing Flutes in three weeks. So, right. you know, they yeah, got to yeah, play that yeah, part yeah. into it as well. Right. What does that say to you, Doug? Uh, you know what it says to me? Um, I, I really don't agree with it because if I think you got enough footage and tape to see what these guys are. Uh, Eva Flus and Getsy in particular. Um, I don't think you need three more games. Even if they win them or not, you should know what you have and what you have for the future. Albeit they have made some improvements, uh, Eva Flus mostly, uh, on the defensive side of the football. You still see those common occurrences, those blunders in these these coaching blunders in these football games. So so it's on there. If, if they ain't made up their mind, I would say why. Because you seen like maybe what what they play fourteen games or something like that thirteen games that should be enough for me that's enough yeah is that I mean the, all that for me the all the evidence all the evidence is there and it's the 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 reason I blew up post game is because Luke Getzey is an absolute idiot bro <laughs> like <laughs> like and like I'm gonna be fair. Matt Eberflus has made his strides, bro. Amazing strides. At least in most in in most cases. He'll go ahead and coach the hell out of the game for 57 minutes in the last three minutes. You know what I'm saying? He'll kind of fold under pressure. Mm. That's the that's where it gets tricky for me with this guy. You did it against the Lions. You did it against the the uh the Broncos. You did it, bro. How many times you gonna continue to cost yourself games by not sticking to what has kept you in the game anyway? Yep. And that's that's and his offensive coordinator at the very minimum has to go. If he's retained, you this is why when the he was hired and we and they announced the coordinators, Hayes was right on like, hold on. Typically, rookie head coaches go with some veteran coordinators, and typically those veteran coordinators help out the head coach because they're able to hold down their department Great point. offense or defense the correct way and allow the coach to be just the kind of like the overseer. Consultant, you can't do that with the with a guy that don't even know how to call plays. Well, that's that's <laughs> oh a good God. point. That's a good point. And, and that was the most surprising about it. Like, not only did you go with rookie coordinators, you went with a rookie coordinator who never called plays at his position yes. before. It'd be different if you saw, like, hey, we got this tape on him calling plays. We know he can do this with a quarterback, this and that. It he didn't even do that. So I feel like, and let me throw this question back to you. This kind of just what came to my mind. Do you feel like will we be looking at Matt Eberflew? Would he still have a job if he actually had hired veteran coordinators to be up under him instead of rookie coordinators? I do. I think, hell yeah. I, I think possibly. Say, yes. 
No, go ahead, nephew. Oh, nephew I was going to say yes, because your defensive coordinator, uh, uh, experienced guy, he could be like, hey, Fluce, we've been stopping the Browns in long, long third-down situations. We've been stopping the Browns by dropping guys in coverage and relying on our four rushes to get pressure, and we made things shake. Eber Fluce, in this game, you had nobody to account for in Joku on that on pretty much what was the game ceiling play for the field goal. Mm-hmm. And you drop a 300 pound defensive tackle. I'm pretty sure a veteran coach is like, no, nah, we can't do that. Then you got you get the ball on the offensive side, three minutes to go in the game. Luke Getsy, your first play is we're gonna pass down the field. We trying to get up out of here with a win. Let's run the ball on first down, get the clock rolling. And then go from there. Yes. You, know, you got you needed that veteran leadership, bro. I would that's a great point, guys. And I think we had a consultant this season to be very, very different. Somebody with some experience <laughs> and some competency. It, I think the season to be different, bro. Somebody to whisper in this ear, like you guys are saying, like, no, we that's not that's not that's not very smart. Let's not do that. They don't have that person, bro. They don't have a consayati. Oh, bro. So, <laughs> what are we doing now? We selling coke? What are we doing out here, bro? Like, now we moving work. How we go from we're talking football to moving work? How we what we doing? No. We talking football. Wink, wink. <laughs> exactly. yeah, we talking football. Anybody who's listening, we know nothing about any type of illegal activity or drugs. Right. I just want to make sure we put that out there. We are all yeah. God fearing men. Yeah, exactly. And we pray every day. <laughs> that's Bro. it. That's it. That's, that's it. Anything green you see around here is oregano. That's it. That's all. <laughs> that's it. I'll be cooking my ass off. Uh you <laughs> mean? But no, I mean, and that's a great point about Lugetti as well. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, I just look at it like this. Like, to me, in even with us saying, had he had veteran coordinators around him, maybe we wouldn't even be talking about Matt Eberflus not having a job. To me, it's time to clean the slate. And it's because you need such a change of guard, specifically offensively, like that I think you need to let that person's voice ring out this time. The Matt Eberflus voice, I know the players love him. And if he does end up staying on, that's going to probably be the only reason is the fact that the players love him. But it, I, to me, it's time to move on. Yeah. I agree, dude. I agree. I think the only possible one that can have a chance is Lou, uh, not Lou Gessie, uh Matt Eberflus. He has a slight chance, I think, to stay. And, yeah. Well, without the offensive coordinator. Yeah, but yeah. The, and I, I do the last point, though I do believe he has, you know, earned some merit when some. like I maybe we'll keep him. But I think that the biggest thing when it comes down to coaching. In situations, you have to understand the situation and play good complementary football in tough situations. Because if not, you get a head coach like Brandon Staley in Los Angeles who couldn't even do anything with all the talent in the world. A whole bunch of talent. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And, and like I said, look at, I mean, uh, Matt Eberflus still got a career ahead of him, right? Like if yeah, he get, yeah. like he's going to go somewhere, he's going to be, he's probably going to get hired somewhere as a defensive coordinator Agreed. immediately. He's going to, ha- he's going to ride that out. And maybe he learns from this experience and he gets another head coaching uh, job three, five years down the road. He may be even better at it. Like, it's not like yeah. I hate the guy and I want to see his, his career in. It's just that at this point, I think we need a changing of the guard at the coaching position. And unfortunately it starts at the top. 
Bro, I'm with yeah. you. I'm with you. Bill Belichick got he was ass with the Browns his first gig. So you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's something a lot of people actually don't talk about at all. Yeah, bro. that's crazy. That's, ass. That's that's <laughs> a, actually a really good point. So <laughs> hey, Look. that's a great point actually. Mm-hmm. Now in this too, they talked about the quarterback still not being uh, a decision, not still being made on that. Now you you can take this a lot of ways. The people who are against Justin Fields are going to say, hey, listen. This this means that they're still considering drafting Caleb Williams, whoever else. The people that are supporting Justin are going to take that as, hey, Justin has shown them some things. He's left them a, a tough decision to make. And then there's also the point of somewhere in the middle of that, you still want to remain some posturing because while I do think the Bears should take use the number one overall pick to draft Marvin Harrison Jr., maybe there's a conversation to be made there that they end, do end up trading, especially Marvin Harrison Jr. may not come out. That, those rumblings have kind of gone away, but that's still a possibility there as well. So when you hear that there's not a decision made on the quarterback yet, how does that make you guys feel? Um, It doesn't make me feel any way or make me lean this way or that way. I would just say that they still watching. I would think that he did enough to stay, but they still evaluating Justin Fields for some strange reason. But it is. It's the nature of the business. Uh, nobody's safe. He can go and have a have a bad last three games, and that can be it. He can go and have a, a – 400 yards uh, per game and, and the question to be solved or he can go play mid like he did the uh, last game or maybe the last couple games and it could still be in the air and we could be on the off season them still trying to figure out and make a decision so it, i think it's up to him go out there and perform and you won't have a question yeah <clears throat> when i think about when i when i hear those statements it's just right on the money with with most of us you know what i'm saying we don't know what i do believe is he should be the yes. quarterback. So for the people that came on time out soon, we switched up. No, we did not switch up. Bogus, my my standpoint, my point of view is with performances like that, when your coaches don't help you, it doesn't help his case. Because if you had now, if you had competence in that and he's failing, then you can be like, I bet. I, I know for sure he ain't doing it. But the problem is it lies right there with the offensive coordinator who ain't helping one bit to secure wins for him but for me last game the brightest positive out of that is for the most part not the entire game but for the most part he took care of the football he didn't put the ball in harm's way for the most part that's progression yep yeah i completely agree with that i think like i i think there's now been such this you know tumultuous like conversation around justin fields that people think that if you say something positive it means you don't see any of the negative with justin or if you say something negative you don't see any of the positive you must want him gone and the truth is somewhere in the middle right justin Fields still has a lot of growth and development that he needs to do and show to for us to, to look at him and say this is going to be the guy for the next five however many years whatever you say but that doesn't mean that in that you have to also be be blind to some of the things that he needs to improve on or be blind to the fact that he still has shown some really good things over that time as well it's it's when you look at it and the way that i always i always kind of talk about it is that it's eliminating any of the questions right so if you get it get him another weapon if you improve that offensive line you get him a better offensive coordinator you do those three things that eliminates any other questions around justin and then that allows you to just look at what justin does or does not do in those moments to then make that decision before because you still got two rookie scale years left for justin fields there's no rush to make a, a decision right now it's not and i know some people yeah. don't like hearing that they get triggered by that but that's just the reality of it now yeah the bears have the number one overall pick that's a chance that 
yeah, we're, we're going to have two years in a row. You don't usually get that. And I understand people saying this is our time to get that quarterback. But at the same time, what if that quarterback is here? He just needs to be in a better environment. And before anybody gets to typing, yes, I know there have been quarterbacks that have developed under worse environments, but that isn't universal for everybody. Yeah. Facts. And I, I think another solid point just to build off you, your point, Hayes, is build the situation. Look at all the quarterbacks we've taken. They have never entered a situation to where the situation and the structure was built. The That's offensive right. line wasn't built. The defensive line wasn't built. The coaching wasn't good. Build that. That's why I'm on the side of sticking with fields. Yes. Build this whole thing out. You don't have to pay. Don't listen to these guys that say you have to reset the rookie clock. I understand yeah. you can, but you still don't have to pay this guy for another two years. Exactly. So you have time. Build the situation. If he still is not the guy, it's going to be another guy that's coming out the draft soon who they going to be saying generational. <laughs> so yeah. it ain't the and, end. And I think they are so close uh, to building the surrounding, yeah, building those uh, extra uh, surroundings, those weapons. You get Marvin Harrison Jr. in here. You get some more linemen, a couple of linemen, maybe – what is it, two or three? I'll say about two linemen in here. Uh, maybe you start, you can be able to judge Justin Fields fa uh, fairly out there. Mm -hmm. But until then, when you got your offensive line getting blown up on every third <laughs> oh, down in goodness. over four yards, how could you possibly grade him uh, on a fair scale, bro? You cannot. It's, it's, yeah. You can't. You can't. Yeah, I think that's just what it comes down to. And level heads got to prevail. That does not mean that the Bears can't like it. It really comes down to uh, Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles, how wild they are, if at all, by these these because uh, they're still going to work out the quarterbacks. Right. They're going to work them out. They're going to work right. out Drake May. They're going to work out Kayla Williams, yeah. maybe even Michael Phoenix. They're going to work them out if they're not completely wild at them. And they come in and say, and that's that's another thing that we got to point out. People talking about resetting the rookie clock, you also have to re realize that means also resetting your expectations. There's there's no rookie quarterback that's going to come in day one and be better than Justin Fields right now. That's Absolutely Caleb. That's not. it. They're not. They're going to have to have that curve. And the thing is, is that if you have an opportunity to set your environment, that way if you do have to move on to a different quarterback at some point, they're coming in. They don't have to worry about running and getting their head knocked off for 55 sacks in the season. Yeah, Thanks. bro. That's a that's a that's a great ass point, dude. That's Thanks. a great point, Drew. I'm gonna leave it right there. That's Facts. Great I wanted to say add on, but I can't <laughs> leave it right there. <laughs> but all right, now with that said, the guys who are leading this offseason, Kevin Warren has already said he's stepping down now. Well, not stepping down, but he's down, coming right. to help with the, those football operations decisions this offseason. We've already seen what Ryan Poles has done. What's your confidence and faith right now in Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren? Because this, and the thing that I've said about this before is that the Bears with their defense right now, they're probably going to come into next season with the expectation of being a top 10 to top eight to five defense next season, especially if you make some additions to that. How confident are you with, they, with them to build off on that and to get the Bears into a position of maybe being a playoff team next season? Well, I'm going to start off with Ryan Poles. I, I think he's old or he's, we got to give him a little space to, to work. I, I think he's old that he did a good job with the draft uh, these last couple of seasons. And I think he's old that uh, maybe the players didn't work out like we, we thought they would work out, but most of them did like Jack Sanborn uh, and some other players. Kevin Warren is a little bit, you know, I heard his reputation precedes him. Uh, I know about him in Minnesota and the big 10. 
But this is a different story right now. This is like a crisis. Can he come down and fix this crisis we got in Chicago? Facts. Yeah, the um, crisis is right. That's right. Crazy. Bro. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> no hyperbole think, there at all. Bro, we are in a crisis. Right on the money, for real. But I think that when you think about it, man, I think you got to have some type of confidence in him. Ryan Pose, he was quick. He seems like he's a guy, at least for the most part, who's quick to make decisions. Chase Claypool didn't work out. Get out of here. Um, we want to reset Robert Quinn. You some use some of the bad money on my books. You got to go to Roquan Smith. We can't get a deal together. We can't come. You say you don't want to be here. You got your little agent that's come out here doing stuff. Hey, you're going to get up out of here, too. You know what I'm saying? I want players that want to be here. If you have an attitude problem, I'm going to bench you. If you if you got uh, if you making mistakes on the football field, we're going to bench you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going I'm to I'm trust them. Because no GM is going to hit on everything. No. I don't know why people think you're supposed to be a 100 and 0 in all your moves as a GM. But for <laughs> the most part, the good outweighs the bad. And you're set up for winning football in the future. You, you get, hey, no, this man tried to flip a first round pick twice last year. You think he's not going to try to do it again? And if he succeeds again, now you can potentially have two first round picks the year after again? Come on, bro. Mm. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. And then, like, I read an article today. I actually talked about it on the daily episode where they actually ranked the Chicago Bears' potential opening head coaching slot as one of the more favorable positions around the league. And that's because of what you just laid out. We got cap space yet again, which is again you got to look back at Ryan Post. He cleared the the cap space and the dead cap, put himself in a in a position to be a player in free agent market. We got the first overall two potential top five picks. You can do a lot with that if you do decide to trade down or you just go out and get your right guys. You're then bringing in a nice influx of talent at that point. Ryan Poles has shown an ability to make decisions. They don't always look like what we think they're going to be initially, right? Like me and you Mm -hmm. got, well, I wasn't on it, but one of the first live streams we did for the draft, we were all down on them going Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Briscoe. We didn't know what they were doing because we thought they were going to go wide receiver. Right. Those now are two guys that we look at as pillars of this defense. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you got to give some time. And yes, he's made mistakes. The Chase Claypool one was a mistake, but hey, he learned from that immediately, went out and instead got Montez Sweat with a second round pick oh. and immediately extended him. So right. he's learning on the, he's learning and he's doing, he's doing a, 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 fa- a fantabulous job at yes. what he's doing. Wow. I, I like, I don't even want to know which uh which one of those moves was the best move. Montez Sweater, DJ Moore, getting DJ Moore with that Jeez. first hit. That was another thing, too. It, bro, like, he made some unbelievable moves. But y'all didn't say anything about Kevin Warren. What y'all think about Kevin Warren, though? Kevin, to me, Kevin Warren is so no-nonsense. The way that I look at Kevin Warren is that he's going to come in and be like, hey, I still think it's going to come down to Ryan Poles. He's going to give Ryan Poles that leeway to kind of make the decision. But I think Kevin Warren's going to be that guy that's like, hey, what, what are we considering keeping the Eberflus go? Eberflus, don't come in tomorrow. I think I look at Kevin Warren like that. No nonsense is going to be like, all right, we, we you, I gave you a week. You still debating? Bet. Don't worry about it. Floos, you're done. Shout out. We appreciate you. Oh. Best out to you and your future endeavors. Here's your oh, tweet. Oh, that makes sense. Um, bro. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I think, it's, yes, because because – Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he fire a coach that had a winning season? I think he Mike Tice. Good enough? Yes. I think Mike Tice. Crazy. In it's Minnesota, crazy. yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Is, is that is, is, do presidents normally come down and get involved in this such business? I it's know, different I, for every organization. Some uh-huh. organizations, their president operates like a GM, meaning that they do they're hands-on with everything. 
Some don't. Some presidents, like Kevin Warren is the CEO, too, of the Chicago Bears. He's not just the right. president. So he got bigger things to worry about. But I think in his situation, him seeing the state that this Bears team is in, he came in saying, we're here to win Super Bowls. So mm-hmm. he may look at that and say, I don't think we're on the path to do that. Let's go ahead and get this corrected. I'm going to help you guys get this correct. The right. tough decisions. The, the, the tough decisions that the fans might not like or the players on the team might not like. So, yeah. okay. This okay. can sway anyway. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting to see, man. I want to see him work. I, his reputation precedes him. I want to see if you really about that, big dog. Let's see. I mean, <laughs> listen. You can say all the great things, but one thing we know about the city of Chicago, we've heard all of it, bro. All of it, bro. We, we, we it need all. to see you come out and show us, right? Yeah, we, right. You need to show us. So, um, high, high confidence in them doing the thing, and I and I do think Kevin Warren coming down to help with that. It's going to be big, and I think that that means it's going to get done this offseason. We're going to see some very tough decisions made. Doesn't mean we're going to always agree with them or understand them right away. Yeah. But you got to make those. You got to break some eggs to make an omelet. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you're gonna be. Uh, that's the nature of sports. That's what makes sports so so loved. That's why I love mm-hmm. sports so much because the disagreements. Like somebody might think it's a good <laughs> move. Somebody might not think it's a not. It's a bad move. It's great. I love it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Last (laughs) time before we get up out of here, guys, Jalen Johnson. Now, at the trade deadline uh, leading up, there was a lot of conversation about is Jalen Johnson worth this? Is Jalen Johnson worth that? And it all came down to production on the field. Since that time, literally since that time, Jalen Johnson has gotten four interceptions. That was one of the biggest critiques and criticisms on this game. Numerous pass deflections. He is playing motivated right now. I'm going to throw two questions to you guys. Has Jalen Johnson, with his performance, maybe risen the price tag on him too high for the Bears to match? But then on top of that, even though the Bears are willing to match, how concerned are you this recent stretch from Jalen Johnson, which he's always been good, but kind of going above and beyond? Are you worried that this may be a little bit of fool's gold and he comes back down to what we've known him to be after he kind of gets this money? Hey, you was thinking you must have been peeking in my head. Um <laughs> I know this is a contract year. You know what happens on contract years. You're going to get the best best play from that said player who on a contract. But I will be fair right here. He has been terrific. He has been, some called him the uh, the best cornerback since like week six. I think he was on injury. He came off injury. He's been the best cornerback since he came off injury. Um, now, if the price go too high where we can't afford him, I think that we good with him. I think we good without him. Okay. Let's say this might not be popular, but I like Terrell Smith and I like Kyler Gordon and I like the, the young kid Tyrese um Tyreek Stevenson. It's Tyrese Stevenson. So okay. It, it's up to him. I think we better with him, but I think we'll be good without him. Don't go above board. Do not overpay for this guy. Yeah. What is I, overpaying? I What's that number for you? No, I'm sorry, uh, buddy. What's 18 to 20 pay. million. You're willing to pay him upwards of 20 million? No, 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 no. 18 million is the limit. 18 okay. limit. Okay, go ahead. That's Bobby. it. Yeah, I think Hedge. I think you went uh, last time we got on all together. You mapped out a, a really good contract that you would consider. It was, I think, you said eighteen and a half with incentives to get him up to twenty mil. I'm mm-hmm. with that, and I. But I don't. I don't think you should go ahead and overpay. But I will. I gotta give him. I gotta give him the love, bro. Now, and we already know defensive backs. When you got a, a, a defensive line that can draw pressure and allow a cornerback to be able to do what they do best, they break out. They get they they get the interceptions and all that. We, honestly, this is probably the best D-line he's played with in a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's in a sure. long time. 
And now that the defensive line is good again, you're seeing the results. I, me personally, I wouldn't look at it as fool's gold because you're seeing some solid performances from, uh, you know, all the guys from the defensive backfield. Probably not every game or the consistency, you know, from certain players, but you are having those moments to where one of those defensive backs and even the linebackers are making plays because of what's happening up front with the defensive line. Yeah. If that if that motherfucker can catch the ball though, nephew. If he <laughs> hey, if he would have got his two pick sixes, he oh, okay. I, I, I had to shut the hell up. <laughs> Listen, bro, you talking about two pick sixes to what he already had? Yeah, oh, at yeah. that point, that's when you start be like, hey, twenty. Okay, okay, yeah, we can right. make that work a little bit. Um, but okay, and CW, you made another great point. I kind of want to circle back around to because I think it was it was poignant. How much? Do you think the confidence that this front office and this coaching staff, well, coaches that may be new, but the confidence around Terrell Smith, Terrell, uh, Terrell Smith and uh, Tyreek Stevenson, as well as Kyler Gordon, how much do you think that plays into the part of the Bears coming in with a set number? Because I tell you what, if they're really high on these guys in their development, because uh, keep in mind, Terrell Smith pushed Tyreek Stevenson for that starting cornerback spot. He almost ended up the starter. So how much of that do you think may play a part into where they're like, hey, we got 18 and a half incentives for you. And if Jalen says, hey, no, I need more than that, they say, we just going to roll the dice. Like, they're not as good as you yet, but they could definitely get there. Oh, hey, I think you're absolutely right. You hit it right on the head. Uh, even uh, Terrell Smith, when Tyreek Stevenson missed a couple games, he mm. went in there and, and defense didn't miss a beat. Yeah. So so um, I do – I do understand that he's a good player. Uh, he, you can damn near say he's special because he 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 wears that wide receiver like a glove. But I am not willing to break the bank for this guy. I'm not. That's yeah, it. I think that's fair, man. Because when you when you think about it, you gotta that the, the money gonna have to be dispersed in other ways as well. And you don't want to overpay or get yourself in a situation. Me personally, I'm looking at Ryan Pose. That Ryan Pose really believes in Jalen Johnson. He said he wasn't trading him unless he get a first round pick for him. Mm-hmm. And and I really believe he, that pose w- stuck by that. You know what I'm saying? But so I don't know if it's gonna be an easy decision to let him walk away. But I Franchise do believe Pose got too. the guts, yeah. huh? Franchise tag is still there too. Tag is that ass. is a great option as well. Let the I'm market a, determine it. All. I'm for that. Tag is ass. I'm for that. Let the market determine that. Because isn't isn't the transition tag is when you can place him out there. Feel offers and then give them okay, yeah. 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 That's an option, so, yeah. Too. They got both of those at their disposal. So, I mean, yeah. the Bears have things that they can use, uh, if they really want to retain Jalen Johnson and make sure that they keep him here at least for the short term. Now, the long term that that opens up its own possibilities, but the, the Bears, much like I just said with the rookies, I mean, the young players they could very well look at it and say, Listen, we can franchise tag because you can franchise tag them up to two times, right? Yes. Yeah, so you can, you can franchise tag him for two years. He'll probably be pissed off by that. Yeah, <laughs> But then that gives you time to really see what Tyreek Stevenson and Terrell Smith turn into. Because at the right. end of that two years, you may be like, all right, Jalen, thanks. Thank thanks, you for buddy. your service, my guy. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> um, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you can't lie, though. That the franchise tags be having people right because it's, it's market-based. Yeah. So you still get paid. Yeah, he's going to get a get grip. Paid. Yeah, I, I believe the franchise tag is, would still put him around 17, 18 anyway. So, that, yeah, that, so that, he, that, might well he might as well lock it. in for long term. That's so. it. Do you think a team is out there that'll pay him 20? I don't think it's a honestly, team that'll pay him 20. Honestly? You think so? I think the Ravens will pay him 20. The Ravens? They are. You think they got some will. money to pay 20? 
I don't know yeah, what the cast win situation. Out. Two teams that I think that will because they these are two teams that we've seen every single year. They're willing to pay to keep to make their defense elite. The Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers, I think, would not I hesitate. And then wasn't the, the Niners rumored to try to get him or talk to him? That was exactly. a rumor. Yeah. yeah, that was a rumor. Early. It was a rumor, but, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's going to be somebody that's willing to do it. I think when you said the Ravens, that's a great pick because they just had – um what's Buddy? <clears throat> so, well, I can't remember his name, but he told Sean Payton that when they come down to New Orleans, they're going to sit down and eat a big bowl of gumbo together. <laughs> so, yeah. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, but he's yeah. a cornerback from uh, the, the yeah, Ravens? he was with the Ravens, he's not with him no more. I can't think of his name. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Either, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you gotta okay. look at that. And so, we'll see, man. Um, it can get it can get it very, very interesting real quick. So, yeah, facts. But listen, okay. the Bears still have they have right now the projected to have the sixth most cap space at 69 million dollars. Oh, this team got it. Hey man, playoffs. You got good deals year. all around the team right now. You exactly. got it. Hey, this is this is uh Ryan Paul's judgment next year. We, we gotta see playoffs. We got we gotta see it, bro. You already got the starting the starting block for this team. You got all kinds of weapons on the offensive and decent defensive side of the football. All you gotta do is go on and patch it up a little bit. Patch it definitely up. Definitely need y'all. to patch it up a little bit. Patch it up and we straight. We straight. Yeah. So We'll see. Anything left, fellas, before we get up out of here? Hey, man, shout out to all the Bears that's holding it down for their quarterback. Shout out to Jalen oh, yeah. Johnson. Yeah. And, and yeah. Don't even worry. This is enough right here. Shout out to Jalen Johnson and DJ Moore, bro, for holding it down, Joe. But it still ain't shutting up the uh, trolls. Facts. It's never, it and it's not. And the thing is that no matter who supports it, who doesn't, you're not going to stop the trolls until, honestly, it would take the Bears to go on a playoff run. And even then, at this, this point, people just have their narratives chosen. It yep. is what it is. Absolutely. Yes, sir. And I want to say, give a quick shout out to all the supporters. Hey, we ain't always got to agree. We could definitely disagree. That's what family do. But don't get in your feelings. And I'm never coming back. Okay, bro, that's fine. Because we still going to have some of the greatest people in the world right here rocking with the family. That's a fact. If they don't agree with me. I don't agree with C-Dub all the time. Definitely don't agree with Hayes all the time. It's Why you okay. got to say definitely on me? <laughs> 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 yeah. It Damn. was just all fun. <laughs> it's more so C-Dub because we family. We share the same blood. <laughs> but y'all know, man. Make sure you stay tuned in. And make sure you continue to bear down. Because we're going to be right here rocking. Absolutely. And I and I, I want to say this, too, before we go, Bobby, for inspiring me to say this. I personally, this is me. This ain't even C.W. Bobby got too much caught, too caught up too much in the haters. We go about to start embracing the love because we get mad love around Thanks. here. We've been around for less than two years. You've made us the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. The support has been crazy. How, how like we went from having 50 people in a post game show live to upwards of over 300 bro, bro. that that listen that that's love man and we appreciate yeah. you guys wholeheartedly for that um i know it's been a rough two seasons to get through Ooh. like it's crazy to think we've been doing the show for two seasons but less than two years and we've gotten to talk about eight total wins in that time <laughs> bro. bro what that's crazy <laughs> what eight total wins so far as what we got y'all love the shit out of us what that's crazy <laughs> man that's crazy and we love y'all too man we, love yeah, we definitely too, love bro. y'all man y'all what? make sure to go support bobby and c-dub over at the shy bulls podcast with the kayak boys you can follow us at Shy Bear Central on every social media platform we're on. Make sure you go check out that TikTok too, because we're trying to start streaming live there. But that's 
that's a story for another day. Uh, you guys can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Chicago Bears Central gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, 773-242-9336. We the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. For C-Dub and Bobby, this is Hayes. We up out here. Side town up. Bear down. Bear down. Peace, y'all. Let's go. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. 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 Media.